Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria back with you. And well, here we are. Uh, week four is in the books. And uh, as always, there's a lot going on. Uh, roster changes, road wins, all kinds of road wins. Uh, one team who didn't win on the road this week, one at home, hottest team in the league, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. And to break them and everything else around the league down, I've got Jack McVay on the show today, fresh off signing a two-year extension and uh, having a terrific season. So sit back, relax. Up next, Jack McVay. Jack, what's happening, man? Thanks for joining the huddle. No, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Love it. I love the setup too. I love you've got a little kind of green happening, your friend behind you. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, call my friend Cheese. Uh, that's that's the, the name. Um, you know, I like to surround myself with some stuff that inspires me, some art, some trees, some books. You know, you got to surround yourself with things that when you wake up in the morning, you want to get to work. I love it. Well, we're going to talk a lot about what life is like for you in Tasmania, waking up every morning and getting to work. Firstly, congrats on, on the extension, mate. Put pen to paper during the week. Um, how does it feel to get that done? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, like just grateful for the whole experience. To feel wanted, uh, one, is always special. Like when you can organize this and two, two uh, parties can come together and say, this is what we want, we agree on it, uh, is, is a really good feeling. And I'm just so happy to be able to call Tassie home and this team and this club. And uh, I couldn't ask for anything more why what is it about everything there that makes you happy to be calling Tassie and that club your home right now yeah it's uh for me being a pro has been so much learning and growing and like I felt like I really like turned into a man in Adelaide where I came in as this a young boy and you know learned and you know made mistakes and did all that and then I got to come here and be who I am who I wanted to become and then I've just been surrounded by so many good people. I mean, you know, Scott Roth can pick character and he's put in place a bunch of guys that I want to call teammates for a long time. And then the laid back life of Tasmania is exactly what I want. I drive two minutes to practice. I've been going for beach swims for the last month with uh, Fab and my little brother Lloyd, uh, 10 degrees. It's cold, but it's beautiful. And, you know, I can see mountains out my window and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. It's, it's beautiful down here. Wow, that's interesting because I remember when you first came into the league, went to Adelaide, I was with you guys over when you first went over to the NBL NBA games in Utah and you were all kinds of energy, right? We call, we talk about you as the energy guy and um, kind of almost like hyperactive on the day to day. And now you're talking about the laid back life being exactly what you want. I mean, that's, they feel like worlds apart. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still that high energy hyperactive when I'm at work, when I'm in that, that go time. Like I know that's something that I can control that can help a team win. I know I can bring energy every day, give my best to every single position, uh, pick people up when they're tired. And so that's something I pride myself on. But then when it's downtime, for me, it's, it's downtime. I, I want to be near a beach, near some trees, uh, you know, not going crazy at Woolworths. I can, I can get a, you know, I can get a park without stressing about it. And like, that's the type of lifestyle. I'm a, I'm a North New South Wales boy, you know, Cavarita beach, a couple thousand kids, uh, uh, people. That's the lifestyle I like. Nice. Um, 
But now you're a Tassie guy. You, you used the word home um, a few minutes ago. I mean, does it, does it legitimately like feel like home now? Do you feel connected to, to the place down there now? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm currently after I signed that paper, I'm, I'm looking for a home. Like I want to, you know, buy something that I can call my own uh, and be a first home I owner like down in Tassie. So yeah, I'm all in. I mean, the people have been incredible and yeah, this is the place to be. You're getting into the market. It's not easy to do. Yeah, it's not easy to do. That's for sure. So, Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got some help from my partner, Beth, uh, and stuff like that. And so we're, we're making it work and, and looking for a nice little spot. All right, before we move on, not only are you killing it on the floor, and we'll talk a little bit more about that right now, not only are you getting yourself into the property market, you're also in the podcasting game. I, I want to get into this straight away because you, you're teaming up with my man, Darren Barker, at MBL HQ, quality person, great operator. Talk us through the, the genesis of what you guys are doing and where people can get involved. Yeah, 100%. Like Darren reached out to me a while back and said, I want to do something. And I said, let's do it together. Let's, let's lock in. I want to see your face on the camera. Uh, let's get to know each other. And we kind of jumped into a podcast without knowing barely anything about, but I love these positive energy. Like anyone that loves hoops and wants to get after it and wants to put themselves out there, I can get around and then we've gotten to know each other and we're doing a weekly podcast, uh, learning a lot. We just jump straight into it. No real research. Uh, but it's been really fun. Shooters Pod, it's on all my socials, uh, you know, SoundCloud, YouTube, the whole whole deal. And we're just talking about the NBL, really. Bit of Jack Jumper's life, getting to know each other and, and just chatting it up and, and seeing where it evolves week to week and trying to put out as many episodes, stay consistent and see where it takes us in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Love it. Love it. The Shooters Pod. So search it up, subscribe, get, get around it. Um, all right. Hey, let's talk about the weekend. I was calling that game. What, what a win over Perth. Fourth win in a row. You guys are the hottest team in the league. And that was an absolute celebration of everything that is the Jack Jumpers uh, in that game on Saturday night because the home fans were going nuts. And, you know, you guys got to kind of – often NBL games are close and they're tight. And with you guys keeping the scores low, it's often that way. It's very rare you get a game like this where you just blow a team out and you get to really enjoy it. How fun was that? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, we don't want to talk about last year too much, but I mean, you can count on one hand how many wins we got over 10 points uh, right. last year. And uh, we talked about it earlier this year, uh, like in the preseason, we said, we feel like we're a better team than we were last year. Uh, we've all improved on an individual level and as a squad. And, and we need to learn to put put teams away. We need to learn how to come out at the start and Last year, it became a bit of a joke. We'd say culture wins, culture wins when we'd be down at halftime and we would somehow bring it back and continue to win these games. But we said we don't want to be that team this year. We want to be someone where, you know, if you fall asleep or you don't come to play, that we're, we're showing up every single night and we're going to be playing hard, playing selfless, playing together. And that's Jack Jumpers basketball. Big time. I mean, I love the way you guys put teams away. How you just put the Wildcats away is a bit different to how you usually put teams, how you put Adelaide away and how you put Melbourne away in those, those wins prior to that because you blasted them off the court on, on um, Saturday, uh, caught fire from long range. But the way, and, and, and Gazy and I were talking about this on the broadcast recently, I think it was maybe the win over Melbourne, where when you guys get six or eight up, Unlike other teams who, you know, with the game these days and everyone shooting threes, like things can just turn really quickly. You guys 
adjust your style. You continue to squeeze defensively. And then all of a sudden you walk it up and the, the frustration just continues to build on your opponent. And then bang, bang, a couple of more scores from you. Now you're up 12 timeout. It's building even more. You, you guys and your high basketball IQ collectively seem to have this ability of when we get up, of maintaining control of a game. A hundred percent. I think collectively is the key word there. We, you know, we watch other games and we see starters playing 35 minutes, 34 minutes. And like you watch the Jack jumpers and starters playing 23, 24. And like the last two games, I mean, in Melbourne, it was the bench that won us the game. You know, they came on and they're consistent and we, and that's a we there's no drop off and you see it in our trainings with how competitive like competitively we get after it if you're not buying in if you're not bought in on that defensive end you're not going to play uh we're going to play anyone and then we come out and there's no drop off so you know it's a good battle for that six seven minutes and our our bench comes on and you know you got kells coming in you got weeksy that's shooting lights out shawnee mac like clamping full court and you know, to see Semi back out there was awesome. And that that no drop-off, I think, has been a real key for the way we want to play and 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 hopefully continuing to put teams away. And you're only going to get deeper as the season progresses. You got Will to come back in, Clint to come back in, who's so big for you guys off the bench. It's a beautiful thing. Um, the other thing is you've got this unbelievable six man in your home court advantage right now i mean what i've not been in the building i gotta get down there but the atmosphere in that place seems just ridiculous yeah well first off you have to get down there uh that's a must that's a must trip we'll put that in nbl get him down here and uh just enjoy a game don't even need to commentate sit court side oh, and, uh, wouldn't that be nice on. Uh, but no it's unbelievable i make sure like when we're about to tip off just to look around and have a smile because it's like corner to corner every game and I've never been a part of anything like that where it's people are showing up the second the doors open an hour and a half before there's people right. on the sideline cheering us on and and you know it's it's an incredible feeling of Tassie embracing us and us embracing Tassie and what's being built and you know like the basketball it's going to have its highs and its lows we're going to lose some games this year we're going to go on yep. some more winning streaks but them guys showing up every night is incredible. Yeah. Hey, you know, you're talking about um, before, like the collective, we do it collectively, the bench gets it done and, and um, the, the minutes dis distribution. What, what Scott and you guys have been able to build in that regard over a really short amount of time? Obviously, I mean, let's remember, this is his second year as a, as a franchise on the floor, is remarkable because in pro sports, um, the, the ability for a whole team to be bought into only like the team goals is really rare. You know, everybody's there trying to get the next contract and trying to get their numbers and trying to look out for themselves first and foremost. And then, hey, if we can win some games as well, that'd be great along the way. But how have you been, what's the secret sauce? What's the magic fairy dust that Scott has sprinkled over this team right from day dot that's got that kind of buy-in? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to still work it out if I'm being 100% honest with you. Like, 
I do my writing. I'm like, what if I ever need to take this somewhere else? What am I going to take away from it? Right. Uh, it's been a lot of things, you know, the starting something new and setting a tone. You know, you got no excuses of, I wish we could change this or I wish we could do that. It's like, right. let's do it this way. Definitely helped. And, you know, you bring in guys and you set that standard straight away. And then two is this quality of people. We had that Brisbane home win where Josh Majette, uh didn't play a lot in yeah. the fourth quarter. And, you know, it's and he was up cheering, he's semi-coaching, he's talking to guys, you know. It's so funny. You log on to the internet afterwards, you're on Twitter and stuff, and you see people saying, oh, Josh Muschietti's going to get sent home when really we're celebrating him after the game and, and what he did, you know, and he's the first one talked about in film the next day saying that's our leader. Like that's what we want in a teammate. That's winning basketball. That's culture. And then I think thirdly, I think the fact that everyone plays, you know, I, uh, a team in my, my experience loses once the bench beats the starters and then the starters go out and play 35 minutes and lose a game. It's tough to bring that back. Uh, everyone has to eat. You can get right. everyone to buy into the team so far, but you know, everyone needs to at some point eat. And when coach coaches have trust in that bench and then the bench are combining on the defensive end and they're coming in and winning games, practice is going to be competitive. You don't need to talk about buying. Everyone's eating. Mm. You know, you've got Weeksy coming in, playing incredible, shooting 60% from the three-point line. Shawnee Mack's been working hard. You know, you can list off the names of guys that it's genuinely next man up and, I don't know, for me, that trainings are competitive every day. If I don't show up, Kells is, 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 is putting me to sleep. And, right. you know, it's, it's like that for everyone. Yeah, right. I, um, I'm interested to run this by you because someone asked me that, that kind of question, you know, like from an outsider's and an analyst perspective, what is it that Scott Roth does down there that's so effective? And the, the immediate thing that came to mind for me was consistency. Like he just seems so consistent. Um, he's a great personality and I always love watching him like in those post-game press conferences. But to be honest, I know exactly what he's going to say yeah. every time. And he says that because his message to the public and I assume his messages to you guys on a daily basis, it just seems so consistent. And so as a result, you guys understand it. You know where he stands. You know where you all stand together and you can apply what needs to be applied. Is that... Is that a reasonable assessment about the 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 importance and the um, the benefits you got you guys get from his consistency? Yeah, I like that. Uh, Scott makes my job easy. Like I know a couple of things. I have to show up every day. I, I have to you know I have to do the defensive end every single day. Uh, and those standards, it's just you do it, or you're not going to last. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be part of this. You you get to the door and that kind of every day just rolls over and rolls over. You know, we were 0 and 3 and there's no real panic buttons. It's just talking about, we have to keep improving. You know, we beat Perth at home. We come in today. It's, we have to keep improving. Like we've, we've, we have to keep improving day by day, you know, step by step. And, and yeah, I guess that's consistency right there. What, um, what kind of impact my man, Darren said that maybe dominoes, is having a bit of an, an impact. What what's the what's the play there? Yeah, well, we are we are four and zero since we started playing dominoes as a team uh, on the road and stuff like that. Uh, Joshua Jett was on the app, started challenging everyone, went out and bought a set, and so nothing like some you know team games, some competitive spirit on the road, uh, bringing okay. everyone together. So 
Hey, Josh is the best, but uh, I'd like to think of myself as second right now, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. All right. So it started like playing on your phone and now you've got the actual dominoes. Yeah, it feels good having them in your hand. We're learning how to hold them differently so people couldn't see them. And yeah, all that good stuff. Okay, nice. Um, you're talking about improvement, man. Like your improvement has been a beautiful thing. I spoke, you know, you obviously had a breakout season last year and then I doubled down and was like during the, in the preseason, I was like, watch for it. It's, he's going to go to another level this year. Um, it, it, for me, it, it like, I, I take it back to when Scott recruited you. He talks about how he brought you. He said, listen, you're going to come in and you're going to play the four. You were like hashtag big guard prior to that right and he's like no no forget that you're going to come in and play the four feels a little bit like what 40 did with Keanu Pinder he said you're coming over and you're playing the five and you need to learn that position and be awesome at it he said to you I want you to be my Jesse Wagstaff and be here for a long time and win championships as my four man what what was that process like for you because a big part of that if you're if you're playing the four game in game out you're guarding some big strong guys you're going to be in pick and roll coverages time and time again over the course of the game and you've got to become excellent at all that stuff yeah it was definitely it started in Adelaide a little bit uh when Isaac Humphreys went down um uh, we were in the hub and we just needed someone to play the four and I hadn't done it at all and I jumped in and all of a sudden I was shooting that little post fade away and I was like this shot has saved my career like <laughs> <laughs> and um, me and Kevin Brooks were working on it as a joke for two years um so so that definitely and then he approached me and I I really enjoyed playing the four I was I've always considered myself trying hard I always tried hard especially on the defensive end but I just wasn't that good and then I kind of gave up on the foot speed I was like I just I'm never going to be very good at guarding Bryce Cotton as a guard and switching on to these guys. But it's like the second I switch to the four, I'm like, I can hard show, I can switch averagely. Like, you know, I can, I can work to the front and there's still a lot of things I need to work on, you know, constantly trying to become a better athlete, getting stronger and, and smarter, but uh, it just felt more natural. And then offensively, the game has become very easy for me in the four spot. I know for the first time now, what I do as a basketball player. When I go into a game, I know exactly how I affect winning and what I'm going to do to affect winning. And it allows me to play free and confident. Mate, the Josh Majette, Jack McVeigh pick and pop with this on the single side with no help from coming from the corner is, I mean, how, how, how do you stop it? <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's been good fun learning the art of like the pick and pop and the pick and roll and watching, watching a lot of incredible players in the past. Um, you know, Timmy Conrad last year, just watching him a lot helped me the way he sprints into screens and, you know, the subtleties of touching someone or slowing down when you're about to hit it and then not touching them last second has been like so much fun learning, hmm. uh, you know, and without realizing it, learning how to st score consistently from playing alongside DJ uh, hmm. for so many years, you know, the way he would read when guys are about to pre-switch where he position his body and you know, these things that I've been, I've been picking up without even realizing, you know, and being around DJ and that art of scoring, especially scoring consistently has been, has helped me more than those guys probably even realize. I've never even said anything to them. So you came in last season, started to learn all of that. Um, the start of the season was a little slow in that regard. And then it all started clicking. Then you guys go on that unbelievable run. It's all coming up Tasmania. You're in the grand final series. And then you get really sick. 
and you're in a hotel room watching game three, I guess probably sweating up a storm. Like, what a way to finish the year. Oh, it was what first game I've ever missed um, of basketball. Really? Yeah. So besides a couple of preseason games, but I don't count those. First game of basketball that I'd ever missed. Um, and it was, yeah, it was me and Fab. Thank goodness we were both sick because that would have been worse. We were sitting there sweating, throwing up the whole deal. And it was tough just not being there with the boys when they lost. It was a weird feeling, you know, not having that post-game talk or being able to stand there with our arms around each other uh, was was tough. But uh, yeah, let's hope, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I'm sorry to take you back there, man. It was just, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I haven't spoken to Jack since he had to sit out of that game. And yeah. like... People forget how how well you guys actually, without you and Fab on on the floor, actually played in that game. Jock Perry's out there knocking down threes. Majet's just like stat sheet stuff and right across the box score, and you're leading the game. Yeah. And J- JA was hitting kind of crazy shots again. Like, were you and Fab losing? You were losing fluids, but yes. were you lo- <laughs> you losing your biscuits there as well? Yeah, we were we were losing our mind when you know Jock shot. I think that one and missed it, and someone was like, "Yeah, that's a bad shot." Uh, one of the commentators, I can't remember, he came down the next time, let it fly for the swish. We were like, taste that one, let's go. So we were, uh, yeah, we were getting around it. It was good, you know. We want to we wanna try and build something where, like, next man's up. You know, hopefully, like, I'm replaceable next year. If someone could come to in. To your contract, baby. To yeah, yeah, they're stuck with me. They're stuck with me. But, you know, whether I go down or who knows, I get right. sick, next person's up and, and the ship doesn't stop moving. Well, the next two people up this season have been Milton Doyle and Rashad Kelly coming into the mix. Doyle with the alley-oop from the sideline out of bounds the other day, and he's so smooth. But the guy I really want to chat to you about is Rashad because you match up with him at practice, and he's having such... I mean, he's probably... I mean, he's potentially, if you were to hand out all league right now, he would be in that conversation, and yet he's coming off the bench. Only guy in the league who's leading his team in scoring while coming off the bench. I mean, how have you loved what he's brought to the table and his kind of buy-in to the culture down there? Yeah, I mean, any import that's willing to come off the bench and not bat an eye at it is pretty unbelievable in itself. And then what he brings for us is incredible. I mean, his ability to get on the rim, like, yeah, we know the basketball stuff, but to fit in with culture, I think sometimes people forget how different Australian and American culture is. Right. And it can be it can be hard for imports to come over and fit into the Australian way. Um, and they've slid in perfectly. He's his family, his, his son's here at the moment. You know, yesterday he was running around the courts being being a dad and just having a great time. And that's what that's what you know, that's what culture is. Coach culture's having Kells come in with his son and and feeling comfortable to bring him in and having a great day, stretching, mucking around, you know, watching watching his son dribble the ball for the first time yesterday. He's at that age. And and so we just got great people, both of them. And I, I couldn't speak high and like highly enough about them. I couldn't say enough good things. Scott said he thought maybe uh, uh, Rashad was trying to give his son a little something special on that reverse dunk that didn't quite eventuate. <laughs> I think so, 100%. But... He, he was he was having fun. He was out there dancing on the court, uh, you know, showing his swagger, high-fiving crowds on the away games. And and I tell you what, we get after it in practice, me and him, we'd be competing. Uh, we, you know, we we make sure we're letting each other know who we think's nicer. And so it's good fun every single day. 
You're giving him those uh, post-up fadeaways? Oh, yeah, for sure. He hit one in my face the other day while saying McVeigh. So he said, <laughs> I'm going to do the McVeigh. Oh, it was, it was sick. I was sick. It was good fun. Um, all right, man. Hey, to, to finish up, I know you like to talk about the group. You like to talk about the team. But I just want to finish up talking about, like, what what's sort of next for you? Like, um, you found this great home. You're really comfortable. Uh, and at the same time, looking to keep improving. You've You've played for the Boomers over the last 12 months, which I know was a massive goal for you. Um, what's, what's kind of the next things that you want to get done in your, in your, you want to get in the property market in your personal life? And what is the one thing you want a couple of things you want to get done next in your professional life? Oh, I mean, there's a lot. Like I'm, I consider myself a dreamer. Like, so I, I feel like I'm at 20% of what I'm capable of. You know, I, I tell people uh, I've, I've really gotten into the way like I look after my body and what I'm eating and the way I'm sleeping and the way I'm moving. And I tell people I'm going to be playing my best basketball when I'm 33 years old. I'm not going to have slowed down a step and I'm going to be doing the exact same thing. So I, I, I really feel like I'm nowhere near what I'm capable of. And, uh, and that excites me, you know, whether it's a, a summer league and you look what Whitey did or, you know, it's winning five championships with the jack jumpers it's you know crazy things have been done before and crazy things can be done again so mm. i love playing for the jack jumpers and i want this to go for as long as i can i mean you know the thought of a like a one-man club no i know i've been two but you know keep pushing it out is something that i've always dreamed of you know the wag stuff so as we talk about and those dudes that will eventually have their jersey retired and hung up and and you know and, and having an impact on a community is uh, the stuff that we all dream of. And, and breaking news, we, we can talk on it because it's going to drop. By the time this podcast goes to air, it'll be out there for the people. Some more green and gold for you in the next little while. Oh, yes, yes. So, no, it's just... Congrats, man. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's just, yeah, speechless. i just honoured to be. It was a fun last time playing with the boys and getting to put it on again and having some fun. You can't, you can't ask for much more. That's awesome, man. Hey, it's all coming up, Jack McVeigh. And I'm glad that uh, you, could, you could jump on the huddle and, and have a chat about it. The Shooters Pod. I, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places yep. where you listen to your, your podcasts. Uh, get involved with that, with Jack and my man, Darren Barker. And um, March on the Jack Jumpers. We're all enjoying watching you guys do great things, my man. Oh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a good chat. It was a great time. Cheers.